So how do you attract new business so you constantly don't have to chase it? Hi, I'm Mike Cuevas, the real estate marketing dude, and this podcast is all about building a strong personal brand people have come to know, like, trust, and most importantly, refer. But remember, it is not their job to remember what you do for a living, it's your job to remind them. Let's get started. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dode Podcast. And welcome to 2024, folks. Uh, since, well, it's been 10 years officially. This year, this podcast has been on the ground. And I'm going to start this year off where I started off 14 or 10 fucking years ago in 2014. And back then, we were talking about the same damn thing that we're still talking about today. But back then, people thought I was crazy because they're like, who the fuck are you? More importantly, what the hell's a personal brand? I'm a real estate salesperson. I don't need a brand. My broker's my brand. We've been screaming this thing. So I think it's a, per- a very appropriate episode because your personal brand has never been more important because no one hires your broker. They hire you. You're the individual that they work with. And you're the person that they remember of. And the goal here is that when anytime the word real estate is thought about, how many people really associate your name with that? That's what we're talking about with personal branding. So um, I want to start the year off with a bang. We brought on one of the most experts in this field. Uh, His name's Mr. Tyler Mount, and uh, we're going to talk personal branding and how you can build an empire with it. Tyler, what's up, man? Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and what the fuck do you do? Well, look, thanks for having me. I love the energy. You know, I've worked in digital marketing, specifically real estate digital marketing for the better part of 15 years. I've been fortunate enough to work with nearly a thousand clients in 16 countries. I've represented over $7 billion in real estate developments across the nation. And you know, what I have found working with, whether it's the CEO of T-Mobile, the the president of the United States, the CEO of Twitter, now known as X, right? You know, what I've learned is the power of personal brand. I want to just double down on, on what you started with today. No one cares about your fucking brokerage, right? The idea that someone is hiring you because you're a Keller Williams is a misnomer, right? Because you can write a contract doesn't make you special. Uh, An idiot out of high school could do that. What actually makes you special and what makes you important is the personal side, the humanity of you, and how we can really start to encapsulate that in your brand and get people to know, like, and trust you in order to transact with you. That's right. Um, no one remembers what you do. They remember how you do it. No one remembers what you said. They remember how you say it. Um, so let's dig deeper because a lot of people sort of, I, I feel like people understand like what a brand is, but they don't like, they hear this term. It's almost like a buzzword because it, it is a little bit complicated. Like, and, and here's the, let's just break it down to basics here. Here's where I see, I want to get your opinion. Here's what I see most people when they, when they think of their personal brand, they don't, in the, they don't visualize their individualism, I guess, if you want to say as a brand, because they, they're like, I'm a dad, I'm a father. I'm stressed out human being and I'm, I'm just a person in the rat race here. How the hell am I a brand? And you have to realize folks is that you are the brand. Your brand is your persona. It's how many people think or associate you with anything else that it stands for. And we don't look at ourselves as a business. We look at ourselves as a human. And that's the number one problem in, in the whole business. Look at Josh Altman, for example. You think Josh Altman actually goes on a listing presentation or he just fucking shows up and tells him where to sign. That's having a brand. Now, Josh had, whatever bravo helped build his brand that's why he is what he is today but it took that content creation that media that attention that recognition to give him that status today so when you walk into a room you know how big your brand is because basically i look at it as like you're not gonna get as many questions than if you if you have a brand as if not people sort of look up to you as the expert 
Another way to look at it is like, I, I use this example when we used to, for video clients, I'll be like, Hey, I'm not a chef, but I guarantee you if I shot seven videos and put them all in front of you, you would think I was, that's the power of a brand, right? So what we're talking about here, guys, is how do you create that? How do you create that persona, that, 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 that thing, that buzz that everyone's like, Oh, that's that real estate guy. Or that's that lender. Or that's that one guy. Or that's that guy. That's that guy. What makes that happen? Is yeah, what we're so, getting at. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I just want to echo what you said because it's, it's exactly the basis of my philosophy. I always start with reminding people that user perception is truth. I didn't say factually accurate to your point about saying I could convince people I'm a chef. That's certainly the case. And that's really, really good news for some. I work with a lot of amateur real estate agents and they're concerned about their production history. I don't care. Let's create the most epic digital epicenter so that people assume you're the best, right? The second thing I want to stress is I work with a lot of legacy providers, people who are in the top 1% of providers in their market and their marketing ecosystem is shit, but they're still in the top 5% and they think that's fine. The reality is they could never quantify the amount of people who hit the floor that wouldn't have hit the floor if they had a fucking website or a social media that didn't look like a kindergartner do it, did it. You know, I will tell you, I represent Ryan Serhan, the most followed real estate brand on earth. And what we focus on there is really granularly focusing on consistent content. How do we remain top of mind? And how do we make Ryan appear to be the best in the world? Not only do I think he's the best in the world, but his media and his marketing efforts absolutely reflect that. That's why he has literally the most expensive single family listing in the country right now, right here in New York City. Well said. Uh, let's talk about that because like Ryan, you see him, you're like, this guy just oozes luxury. It's in the clothes he wears. It's in the watch he wears. It's the way he carries himself. You know what I mean? And like people's at the end of the day, if the camera's on or off, is Ryan still not the same person? 100%. What I will tell you is we always do a masterclass in authenticity. Ryan in front of the camera and behind the camera is the same person. He's gracious. He's kind. He's wildly intelligent. He is that experienced salesperson, but he's also funny and irreverent and kooky and all things that he is in front of the camera. We, we focus on that authenticity to build this most followed brand. Can you build a large brand without authenticity? Absolutely not. It's absolutely impossible. You can build a brand. Don't get me wrong. But can you really build the brand that you could have if you followed your authentic truth? No. And the reason is quite simple. Because no matter who you are, whether you're a man and women hate working with you, or you're maybe a woman and men hate working with you, you're Democratic, Republican, pro-choice, pro-life, rich, poor, it doesn't fucking matter. There are people on earth who are not going to want to work with you because of who you are. So if you're trying to be someone else, you're already ostracizing a certain group of people and you're never going to be as good acting like Ryan or acting like me or acting like you as we are authentically being ourselves. So you might as well authentically own who you are and the niche, the following that enjoys your authentic truth will follow, will gravitate. And that's how you build your niche and how you build. But, following. but, but wait, I'm going to turn off some people in that process. Wouldn't I? And then wouldn't that be bad for business? Well, of course you're going to turn off people. But like I said, if me being gay turns off people, me being straight turns off gay people who only want to work with the gay strategist. Like ultimately, no matter who I am, no matter what I do, you ostracize. And that is the biggest question I get. People are like, exactly like you said, oh, well, I'm really fucking nervous. What if me being, I don't know, a veteran or devout Christian or Muslim or whatever I am ostracizes people? The answer is it will. But yeah. if we don't focus on our authentic truth, 
We're just going to be inauthentic and still ostracize people for a different reason. That's what we focus on. You're not supposed to relate with everybody, guys. Like, you're not wired that way. You're not the way God made us. Like, you're supposed to piss off some people. I, I actually like telling people, like, hey, like, if your branding doesn't, like, piss some people off, that you're not, you didn't do a good job in the first place. Like, look at my, my podcast is Real Estate Marketing, dude. And there's so many people have told me over the years, that's so unprofessional. That's so unprofessional. And guess what? Hey, guys, if you're still saying that, fuck off. Um, you know, I got 1.5 million downloads on this podcast, just being authentic, right? And it's because it's just the way I talk. I'm from Chicago. This is how I talk, whether the camera's on or where the camera's off. I have a potty mouth, but I don't hold back. I've cleaned it up over the years quite a bit as my brand has changed. However, overall, I'm still a fucking dude at the end of the day. And those of you who listen to this podcast, the only reason why you listen to this and you've been coming back and writing in all these reviews is because you follow the authenticity of it. But trust me, there are just as many of you who send me hate mail as there are um, that send compliments. Like, as a matter of fact, I have a guy I booked a show with just yesterday. And these are the messages I like I like seeing. And this is when, you know, the branding's on. This guy, this guy's from Nebraska. He's Christian, big Christian. I've seen a lot of my content lately. Um, and he, and he, he writes me, two guys did this this month. And he writes, he goes, dude, um, I don't know, you don't know who I am. I'd love to have a show up, show up on your podcast. But I've been listening to you for the last few years. And I started doing videos because of what you said. And because of that, my business has grown and I never would have thought some fucking guy from some podcast that swear is going to show me this way. Now I'm having him on the show to interview him. But each one of them says the same fucking thing. They say, thanks for letting me just be me. Thanks for letting me. It's just, it's usually somewhere around those lines. And then I don't know why people think so hard about this stuff because we don't overthink a conversation we're having with someone, John Doe down the street, right? Yeah, never. Like yeah. I'm not, me and you are just, just met. Have we ever met before? No, we haven't. I can be honest. <laughs> I can guarantee you that you and I can talk for fucking four hours just on Easy. this topic, Easy. just going back and forth. But yeah. the same way we're talking with the record on is the same way we would talk in a diner or a restaurant. And that's the right. problem I think people have is like they overthink this thing. How do you help them overcome that? Well, look, you know, uh, to your point, uh, my, one of my favorite phrases is haters make you famous. Like, truthfully, there will always be haters. <laughs> Love that. I, um, I put started- that on a T-shirt. Absolutely. I mean, I should, I should trademark it and we can split the profits. I love it. You know, you know, ultimately um, what I would focus on is at the beginning of my career, I was the person who wasn't authentic, right? I wanted to appease everyone. Now, when I keynote, I strike out the line in the writer that says I can't curse because unfortunately I'm not here to curse. I'm just authentic. Like that's who I am. And, And ultimately what I will remind everyone is to answer your question, how do we overcome this issue? Well, we first have to test it out. We have to be bold enough and have the balls to do it. And then we'll start realizing, and I mean this with the most respect that no one fucking cares about you right uh, obviously there you. are people in thank your you. life care about you your mom loves you probably your dad probably loves you maybe not i don't know the the moral of the story is no one is at home thinking about you like i, I would wish tonight you go to bed put your head on the pillow and really think about me for 45 minutes you might think about me tomorrow when the editor for this podcast asks a question about the episode but outside of that you're not going to be look tyler had a potty mouth or tyler's gay or what is Ty-? like no one cares no one and cares. that's what i remind people <laughs> that's what i remind people of even in their social content i have people who are like well i didn't post anything this month because i i'm just like completely frozen because of my hair i'm like the average person is spending less than one fucking second on your Instagram, literally, that's not an exaggeration. Yeah. We're talking about 0.75 seconds. The idea that they're thinking about you five seconds later after they've looked at seven other pieces of content, much less five hours, much less 
five days is a misnomer and gives yourself a far more value in their life than you think. But also that should be the best news to hear. We really, unless we do something so polarizingly awful, people don't remember. And so the goal is to remind them consistently you're alive, well, and able to transact. And that's how we focus on our brand through consistency. Love it. Guys, uh, AK, you're not that important. Oh my God, I guess I'm not that important. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, here, let's just give you guys an exercise. And I'll honestly do this exercise, literally. That's going to take you a whole 10 seconds. Do you remember the context of one video you saw yesterday on social media? I mean, it's physically impossible. Yeah, right? I don't. I've seen like, which one? Like, then I think about, I'm like, fuck, I saw like, hundred videos on social media. The 100%. last thing I, the last thing I'm thinking about is some dude's hair out of place or like yeah. some dude's like shirt and tie, or some guy said a word I don't agree with. Like who cares? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, well, well said. Um, because what you also see is like, I also feel too, like there's a lot of people that do it with video. It's, it's perfect. Like we do so many videos, like, and now we're doing all attorneys on videos. So I might do real estate videos were for agents. But it's funny because you see an agent side and you see an attorney side. They're both professionals, but they both ultimately work for themselves. But from a business perspective and creating content, they're identical. Everyone had, they have the exact same issues. And they're always more like, oh my God, I'm so worried about what I say. I was like, dude, it doesn't matter. Talk to me about consistency though, because that is the key to this is that some of your content will fall on deaf ears or just be horrible. And you're going to regret you ever created it, right? Um, but that's part of the game, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. If we're not consistent, you know, consistency is, is twofold, right? Consistency not only positively influences the algorithm that improves our likelihood of being served to like-minded content, creators. But most importantly, it allows us to buy more lottery tickets, right? We can't win the lottery and go viral unless we're playing it. We're more likely to win the lottery if we buy multiple tickets, right? And I will tell you the few things that I've done in my personal career that have gone viral have never been the things that I thought would. They're the shitty pieces of content I didn't think about posting. The ones that I spent exorbitant amounts of time, energy, and resources on oftentimes, not all the time, but oftentimes fall on deaf ears. And it really is half science, half pseudoscience and chance. And what resonates and what is relatable to audiences. Yeah. So what I always focus on is consistency. If we are consistently posting, let's say seven times a week across all of these platforms, not only, even if these don't perform as well as we want them to, compounded, we're serving an exorbitantly higher rate of impressions and engagements over the month, which compounds over years, which compounds over decades. And that's how we grow the personal brand. I want people to know about me before I even get on the call. I want someone to be excited to talk to me before they get on the call. I want someone to understand who I am and the context of who I am and the energy I bring before I get on the call. And honestly, that saves me so much time because if you see my content, you're like too much energy, too gay, too X, Y, and Z, then guess what? You're never booking that call. And that saves me 30 minutes of my life to talk to someone who I'm actually going to be able to book. Yeah. I mean, you're exactly right. Um, it's almost like you call out your people ahead of time. And because people aren't going to like, have you ever put it this way, guys, like, have you ever like just met somebody and you're just like, I don't care what the hell they say. I'm just not going to get along with them. Right. You know 100%. what I mean? And yeah. it, it's just, it's just normal. That, that It's okay. It's okay. Right. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. It's, when you have your content out. So, but the content really works in twofold, doesn't it? Because one is the creating to stay consistent. But, and that usually what happens in practice is like when someone gets, you get on someone's radar, when you really have an active buyer or seller in your world, or for me, a uh, branding or video client, or for you saying whatever, um, that person fucking stalks you before they reach out to you, right? And this is also where people shortchange 
the amount of content creation and the multi-purposing of it over time is because like, let's just say I'm going to hire uh, Tyler. Let's, uh, I want to hire Henry street to do my uh, branding and, and story. Right. Oh, sure. And I'm sure this isn't a cheap process. Look, I'm trying to sell your shit right here, but I'm sure it's yeah. a few thousand bucks just to say that, to say that, to say the name, just to start. Right. And I'm sure there's a couple yeah. thousand bucks a month. Great. If I really dig into one of your pieces of context, I'm on your website right now. Um, I have to get along with you first before I actually schedule or book that call. So, and it happens nine times. Like I'm going to go to your Instagram page, your Facebook page. I'm going to look at all the reels you've created. And then I'm going to get hooked. And people do that with this podcast all the time. Like, bro, I just binge watch your podcast, bro. Like it was fucking amazing. Like, I'm like, great, great. Why'd you binge watch it? Because you're in a buying decision, right? And the Absolutely. content, it has to be multi-purpose. So like, I'll, I'll see people too. And I want to get your opinion on this. Um, because now we have a lot of video images, what kind of content do you create, right? Just on social. But um, I believe that you should create multi-purpose across all your channels nonstop. And you have to be everywhere you're at because you never right. know where that person's going to come from. You don't know where the next deal is going to come from. But that little split second of your face, meeting them on a newsfeed or something like that, literally, literally is the difference between getting a call and not nine times out of 10. Yeah, absolutely. I always say we can't control the way people enter our ecosystem. We can only control the narrative once they're there. The first thing I do with a new client is really focus on user perception. So I will listen to them talk about X, Y, and Z and how great they are. And I'll go, great. All of that's fine. You're never going to get that 15 minutes with a client. Let's open an incognito browser. Let's Google you. And nine times out of 10, even if you are the most reputable agent, what I find is an outdated LinkedIn because that's highly indexable, followed by maybe Coldwell Banker's template they set up for you, which looks like shit. And then um, maybe a Zillow profile and maybe an NAR profile. What, what, no, an I got the, my, my broker has me a page on my Dan, on their website. I'm there. Yeah, but let me tell you, <laughs> what is a broker's intention? They don't care if you sell. They care if one of their people sells. Right. Everything is brokerage level marketing. It doesn't differentiate you. And so our job is to control the narrative. What I want to focus on, if people Google you, they're at least going to hit the first three links bare minimum. So literally yesterday, I was working with a top agent and she's like, oh, I don't really use LinkedIn. It's not that important. I said, let's Google you as the first fucking link. Literally, it had, I'm not kidding, the most recent experience was her working at a fucking grocery store. <laughs> or like at spring ever... break. Yeah, absolutely. Thank he God, was... by the way, social media wasn't out when I was in college. I mean, Thank the Lord. I, I would have never been hired. But yeah. what I will tell you is like, that is what matters. Yeah. I, if I had never transacted in my life, okay, and I started today, I bet I could get listings over some of these other premium agents because I would have the best fucking ecosystem. And that's what we work on here at Henry Street and through my consultancy. That's what we want to focus on, how we can control that narrative. And your point is exactly right. The um, Yeah, because it's not that the best agent always gets hired. It's the one they feel most comfortable with. But the one they feel most right. comfortable with is typically the one they meet over 80% of the time first. That's why attention is so important, guys, and yeah. where the branding comes in because – you're already like playing catch up. If, if you're not thought of first, just when your ecosystem as Tyler's putting it here, doesn't associate your name with real estate. And Perfect. it's really not that fucking hard. Like I never understood why the average agent only does six sides a year. It's like impossible. It literally is impossible to, if you're doing, if you're doing less than 15 deals a year, you are a ghost. Like, mm -hmm. like if you have a thousand friends on social media, these are the numbers, just a thousand friends, just on Facebook or Instagram, just a thousand people make it 500. I don't care. 500 people know who you are. Out of those 500 people, 10 to 15% of them are moving and all 500 of them have a referral for you guys. Mm -hmm. 
So like when Absolutely. you build a big personal brand, you you make yourself more referable, more marketable, but also more approachable. And a lot of the, one of the biggest questions I get on branding is, and you'll get to, I sure you get this all the time. I'm curious to know how you answer this. Um, how do you measure the success of this? Because when you're creating a personal brand and content, it's not like running ads where I could attribute a direct action to a direct result for a cost gen for a cost spent or, or a result generated. Right. So if I'm, if I'm signing up for Zillow, just to put in context, so everyone understands I'm signing up for Zillow. I'm spending four or five grand a month. I'm either making a positive ROI on that or I'm not. And it's very easy to determine. Now, it's not that quite easy in building a personal brand and content creation. And that's the number one reason why I think people don't go all in on it and why they hesitate so much because it doesn't happen overnight. So yeah, how do you answer that? Absolutely. Because the ROI is so attributable and trackable for ads. The issue whenever we talk about environmental branding or personal brand, aka a billboard or your social content, it's there are a few ways, but it's very difficult to track this. What I will tell you is I know personal brand works. I know personal brand works because my clients on average see 50 to 70% increase in GCI year over year. And the majority of people talk to these people and say, oh my God, I see you everywhere. Is yep. that true? Absolutely not. They just get served in that same person's algorithm over and over because they keep they keep consuming the content and not following them. What we want to focus on is what we call an omni-channel approach, not just social, but we want newsletter. We want mailers. We want personal handwritten cards. We want cold calling. We want environmental branding. We want paid advertisements. We want press, earned media. All of these things combined create a really fantastic epic um, ecosystem. And the good thing is, yeah, it requires some time. It's not that expensive, but ultimately... All of my clients are ROI positive. I wouldn't have a business if they weren't. We show proof, you know, year over year in our numbers. And, and that's how I prove it out. But if you're looking to develop your personal brand in 30 days and show ROI, any agency or, or, or consultant who tells you that's possible is lying to you. It takes a year, bare yeah. minimum, to really start seeing the year over year results. Yeah. If you, and if you do everything on video, that might even, that might go faster. That could have happened. If, like, if you're Absolutely. doing like really good and, con and videos and amplifier to personal mm -hmm. branding guys. And nowadays it's the only thing. Um, yep. But you know, just a few years ago, not everyone was on video. It was very easy to build a brand. Cause all you did was get on camera. Even yep. if you were terrible, now you gotta be a little bit more strategic. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I agree with that. Uh, six to 12 months minimum. Look at it. Like I can like compare it to like working out. Like, let's like right now, look at we're January 4th. So half the country's in the gym, give it two yep. more weeks. And then only a quarter of them will be left. Yep. Um, but if I wanted to work out and get in shape, I'm not gonna get a six pack overnight. I'm going to take like months to get there. And then until I get the six pack, then I get the date, right? Yep. It, you, you have to build it and then it'll happen. But I have yet to see, I'm curious in your experience, have you ever seen anybody? I'm talking about anybody go all in on their personal brand and like, whether they're committing to three or four videos a month, whatever it is. Have you ever seen anyone not make it? Yet? I'm going to be honest. This isn't me pushing an agenda in my career. If someone actually shows up and does the work, that's a caveat. If they show up and they do the work, I have never, ever in my career, having coached almost a thousand people, ever seen it not work. I agree. And that is why I bleed personal brand. And it's funny, you know, you and I are, I'm learning the same person because that is my number one example I give. It's yeah. like going to the gym. You don't want to do it the next day because you don't have a six pack, right? Now I haven't used the date example, so I'm going to steal that. But it's like, we have to go to the gym six months to get a six pack, right? And then when you have the six pack, you love going to the gym because you look fucking hot, 
right? Yep. But when you're a fat fuck walking and waddling on the treadmill, right? You want to get tough, out of there, yeah. Right? I, you know, it, on a personal note, I wasn't, I, I was a long distance runner. I then for medical reasons, wasn't allowed to run. And I was just cleared to run again after five years. I am so frustrated in the gym because I can't even run a fucking mile without dying. And so I have to remember, I'm not going to run my marathon pace or my half marathon pace for a year, right? I have to show up every single day to get there. And that's what I remind people about in terms of personal brand. Yep. Tyler says something else I want you guys to take a note of is that this isn't just social media. Like you have to be everywhere all the time. Um, in today's world, it's really easy to make that happen. And it's not, not very expensive to do so either. Like people are, are it's crazy. Um, I was doing an article about just like how to compete, how brokerages can compete against mega publicly traded companies. You can do it very easily. It's not hard. Um, you, you have the same tricks they do, but the trend though, and this is just for any brokerages is gone to personal brand. So I, I've seen a, a Facebook guy that I'm, I'm good friends with. He made a post the other day. I'm curious to get your opinion on it. And he basically says, and, and to summarize it, he's like, look, any small business now has a spokesperson. So either you're going to become your own or you're not. And it, it's, it's so true. It's like everybody has a spokesperson there. And even if it's, you might have a team. So what I'm saying to you guys, you guys might have a team. One person on that team needs to create content has to be the, the personal branding person, but somebody has to create content. I don't think content creation anymore is optional. Like I, you have to do it. I, I don't, I don't see a business without someone actively creating content going forward. What's your opinion Correct. on that? I couldn't agree more. Yes, I'm biased, but I don't know a successful brand. And of course, someone's going to come out of the woodwork and call me a liar and tell me this one random example, and I'll still disagree with them. But, you know, the reality is all brands are creating content now. That's why the word influencer is a word. That's why these brands who don't focus on branding and personal content no longer exist, right? We've seen a massive migration and you know let's say the zeitgeist of media we first went from print to digital and the companies who resisted no longer exist and we're going from profoundly professional digital like tv companies linear advertising these type of things and we've transitioned almost entirely to social and and yeah. ugc content right and if brands don't get behind it that's fine just don't have a brand don't don't have a company because i think it's that absolutely necessary yeah, there's marketing and advertising. And there are a few of those. You'll see some of the mega teams um, that, you know, crush it. There's a guy individual I could think of. His name's Robert Slack. He's probably got one of the largest teams in the country right now. Yeah. But, and he was, he's got a really cool story. He entered the uh, market like at 70 years of age. Like he's an old man and he got into this cool. and then he just took it over. But he understands how to run a business and he mm -hmm. just bought a bunch of leads and he put in systems. And his, his thing is buying leads like from the portals and whatnot. A lot of it was, I guess. But, um, it's very expensive to do that, guys. Like you could buy business or you can attract it. And anyone can buy business because mm -hmm. in any market, in any advertising, just whoever can, whoever has the most amount of money to spend to control or acquire the client is the one who always wins. Yep. It's very simple. Like if I could spend five grand to acquire a client and pencils, and I'm going to do that. And I'm mm -hmm. going to keep spending more money than my competition. This is all is, this is. But when you build a brand, those numbers don't fucking matter. Like they really don't matter is because there's so many ways that you monetize for it, but it's going to be very difficult um, to measure when you know what it's working is like though, when you go in the grocery store, you start getting random DMS and comments and people are like, Oh, I saw your shit. Oh, I watched that video. Oh, I got this. Oh, I've been watching your content. And then that's, that's the first sign that something like that's working you guys. Um, for those of you that are on this journey. 
Um, and if you have that, you keep fucking going. You don't stop. Now you double down. But usually you need those little words of encouragement. It happens to me too. I didn't create videos all year. I, I'm in a pivot year. Um, and I couldn't nail down my branding strategy and my content strategy. And I finally did last month. So now I'm ready to start creating content and starting this new uh, business. But um, you have to be excited about what you're doing too. And that's where I think where it all starts. That's really what you guys like to do is figure out, okay, here's who you are. Here's how you create content. Absolutely. It's the executionary tasks, right? That's what's really, really important here, right? It's not this ethereal bullshit concept. And this is why I hate marketing conferences. It's like, okay, let's find our inner warrior and pray to an Ethiopian turtle, right? It's really about how do we actually leave this comfort and execute? And that's what we focus on here. That's our number one goal. Yeah. So once you know that what you stand for, it's very easy to create content around it. Like, Absolutely. It, it's just hard to look outside the weeds. And if you're it's very difficult for somebody in their own weeds to do good at their own shit. Uh, I'm one of them. That's why uh, companies like yours exist. Yeah. Um, all right, dude. So we're right at this half hour mark. Um, we're going to go ahead and get this thing ready to rock. I thought this show was awesome. We might have to do a follow-up on this. And I have a couple of questions I want to chat with you about because we're probably going to do some business outside of this podcast. Um, but um, any closing thoughts? Yeah, I mean, like, look, my my job is to empower other people like you and people listening to live their best life, right? And that's not an expression. It's I build empires and how can I help build your empire? And I do that, obviously, by a philosophy that I like to say is lighting someone else's candle doesn't extinguish my own. Yeah, I'm blunt. Yeah, I'm authentic. But at the same time, I authentically and bluntly love helping people. Because if I can spend 30 minutes with someone and change their life, then that's a good 30 minutes spent, even if I made $0. Because like you talked about earlier, that will come back to me in dividends because it's how I build my personal brand. So to everyone listening, if you're interested in, in chatting more about me with your business, I want to give you the opportunity I give everyone. Go to my website, tylergmount.com. On there, you can book a free consultation with me. This is not a sales pitch. There is no sales call. There is not a deck that I walk you through. I do not try to convert you to a consultancy model. All I want to do is hear about your brand and hear how I could potentially, in those 30 minutes, point you in the right direction. That's obviously open to anyone listening. And of course, you, of course, I would, I would love to chat with you offline about this. But that's my philosophy. Take it or leave it. Authentically, that's me. Appreciate it, man. We appreciate you guys listening to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. Folks, we appreciate your comments. Uh, keep them coming. And most importantly, check out our software. If you like what we saw here today, uh, we give you all of the content to create on a monthly basis and a DIY version from your social media calendar to automation to your direct mailing to the database, as well as your video emails. We tell you everything to do. Follow the blueprint. You have no way of not remaining on top of mind through an air, land, and sea approach. Direct mail, print, and social media, folks, um, follow the system. It works. It's not rocket science. You can visit us at referralsuite.com for that and uh, check out what we're going to be releasing. But we'll see you guys next week. And appreciate you listening to another episode of the Marketing Dude podcast. See you then. Thank you for watching another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. If you need help with video or finding out what your brand is, visit our website at www.realestatemarketingdude.com. We make branding and video content creation simple and do everything for you. So if you have any additional questions, visit the site, download the training, and then schedule time to speak with a dude and get you rolling in your local marketplace. Thanks for watching another episode of the podcast. We'll see you next time.